0: This is Rob Seppich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. I'll be talking about interviewing today and how to keep anxiety from interfering with your performance and hopefully help you land the position that you're looking for. I'm not going to talk about really nuts and bolts of, here are the open-ended questions to ask, or here are the questions you're likely to get. There are many resources available for uh, that level of preparation. What I will talk about are two big picture ideas that I have had success with and I've helped a lot of students with and I'd like to share them with you today. The first comes from so many conversations with people when they have shared their horror stories about interviewing that have still resulted in job offers and most of the problems they encountered were from some kind of mistake that they made. But the offers came in spite of that. And what people came to recognize is it wasn't the mistake. It was how they gracefully recovered from it. Musicians who have often been told if you're auditioning for a role in a symphony and make a single mistake, you're not going to get the position, have learned that's an urban myth that if you gracefully recover and the mistake is not too egregious, uh, people have still landed fantastic positions. It's what you do after the mistake that counts. And here's a personal example. For my first professional job, right out of grad school and internship, I was at a conference with my wife in New Orleans. And this is a site where often first round interviews were taking place for counseling centers. They were at three major conference hotels in large ballrooms, or sometimes you would be able to interview in a lobby of a hotel or a coffee shop. And we were staying at a less expensive place along the St. Charles line and would go downtown on that each day. But we had a friend who was staying at one of the conference hotels and gave us an extra key to his room so we'd have a home base during the day. I used a briefcase, which was new to me. I was used to backpacks throughout college and grad school, but I wanted to look the part. And this was one of those hard-sided briefcases with uh, two clasps to lock it in place. And I arrived for an interview with a director of a counseling center at a hotel lobby. It was there probably 10 minutes early. And in addition to having copies of my Vita and other Work samples in that. I also used it for my toiletries. So I had toothpaste and deodorant and all types of stuff, including my swimsuit, because we could use the pool. Nothing too embarrassing, but still not typical things you put in a briefcase. So as this person approached me, and I recognized that's who I would be interviewing with, I closed the briefcase very confidently, grasped the handle, stood up to shake his hand. But I forgot to clasp them and out spilled everything in the middle of this hotel lobby. I knew at that moment I'd blown it. It was an extremely embarrassing first impression. But I'm down on my knees and I'm gathering the things together. And I said, you know, as I looked up at him, you're meeting so many candidates. We all probably start to blend together and you can't tell one from the other. I really like to let people know something about me personally, right from the start, like what kind of toothpaste I use. Uh, and so this is just my opportunity to provide that for you. And at that moment he's looking around and it's as if he absorbed the anxiety from the awkwardness of the situation. And he starts saying to me, uh, uh, don't worry about it, Rob. It's really okay. It's not a problem, not a problem. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, uh, Because I already knew I blew it, and I wasn't going to overstress with uh, embarrassment, I think it just got (laughs) deflected onto somebody else. And that actually relaxed me enough to do, apparently, a decent enough interview to then be flown out to their campus and offered a job. I've heard so many stories similar to that from people who still had success, So if you are afraid of any mistakes as an interview is coming up, please keep in mind that the mistakes are usually not nearly as significant as what you do after. And if you're focusing on graceful recovery, I think you'll be much more successful. The other story I'd like to share that might be helpful for you came very late in my career from a book I read by an actor, Brian Cranston, who you might know, uh, who played the lead in Breaking Bad, and he's done some amazing roles on Broadway since then. He wrote a memoir called A Life in Parts, and he spoke about how most of the life of being an actor, as well as being a musician, is auditioning and not getting parts you have to be really accustomed to rejection. You're lucky to get auditions. Sometimes you get a call back, and once in a great while, you actually get the role. But there are always many qualified people auditioning, of course, for the same role. He felt that his career was stalling at one point, and he was speaking to his wife about it, and she bought some coaching sessions with a person who was especially skilled at working with actors. And what Cranston learned from his work with this coach is that he was approaching these auditions as a supplicant, hoping for parts, feeling the power differential, needing a part for recognition, for money, for structure, and Instead of trying to get a job, he began to look at these auditions as a chance to do a job, to present something different about the character that was normally not presented, about doing his very best work to provide something for the casting director. And he said that gave him so much less anxiety and so much more confidence that he did much better auditions, and he didn't get every part, but eventually, of course, he got the part of a lifetime. Since I read the memoir, I've been using what he learned in my work with clients who are anxious about interviews coming up, and I've had pretty good success with it. There've been a number of people who, in fact, have attributed then getting a job offer just to what I shared with them that Brian Cranston learned. I'm sure they had other things going for them rather than that little excerpt, but you might want to use it yourself, whether you're in the performing arts or not. As you're preparing for your interview, think of what can you provide to the people you're interviewing with that might be different than other people. What's unique? Doing your best to do a job for the interview rather than trying to get it will probably make you less nervous because it will even out the power differential in your mind. And essentially, that's all that really counts. Certainly, they do have the power to give you a job or not, but you have the power on how you're conceptualizing that whole process. Again, you're there to do a job, not to get a job. Well, I hope you're getting an idea or two about either predicting mistakes, but being able to gracefully recover from them, or recognizing that you are really there to provide something for the people you're interviewing with, rather than you're there to try to get something from them. That in either case, that's able to decrease some of your anxiety about it and increase the chances of you ultimately succeeding. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon.